Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. This is Dirt and Sprague. How the hell does a tiger get in the bathroom? He almost killed me. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird. I have to ask twice. Pants at a time like this, I don't have any. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Dirt and Sprague on ten eighty. I'm going out. Joyce, Joyce is very upset. Flo, Flo, we've discussed this. Mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Coffee and contemplation. The Fan. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app, and YouTube. We're on the uh, Danny Dusty primetime clock today, I see. <laughs> it's my fault. Damn it, Schultz. Do your job. It's would you? all me. I have, my, I have top ten. I got it. I got the list. I already. I read one listener top ten that included I, I, Terry Bradshaw and Brett Favre, it. and it's like, dude, get out Terry of here. Bradshaw. I got it. There's not it. a straight face argument that no. you can make in okay. any way, shape, or form that Brett Favre okay. is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. There is literally no argument. This None is, at all. And I will question your knowledge of football if you think Favre is better than Rodgers. This is not a. This is not in order. Okay, I'm just reading the names. <laughs> okay, oh give me He's the ten quarterbacks all better right. than Aaron Rodgers all time. Okay, Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Jonathan Elway. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Already better? Yeah. Easy. Easy. E- easy. Okay. Put a poll question up on that. Who's better now, all time? Mahomes, Rogers, at Dirt and Sprague. That's three to one. Steve Young. Steve. Dan Marino. Steve Young. Okay. Steve Young, yeah. Steve Young was amazing. Okay. Dan Marino. Okay. Johnny U. Get, no, stop it. You got to pay stop respect. It. No, you don't. No, you do not have your, to pay respect. Start your league. Babe Johnny is not U. the greatest player of all time. Like, stop uh, it, yeah, dude. Johnny that guy used, played when the forward pass was barely a thing. And he was the best white guy. He's the best one doing it. Get the hell out of here. He was the best white guy. Anything was, before 1970 doesn't count. When Jim Brown came in, Johnny U was like, somebody's <laughs> faster than me. Yo, what's going on here? Get out of but here. But prior to Jim Brown, like, so Johnny U was out there carving cats up. This is so stupid. Drew Brees, you got to give. What? How is Drew Brees better than Aaron Rodgers? Do we need to check the Super Bowl count and the all-time records? He <laughs> how owns many, all of them. How many Super Bowl record uh, wins does Drew Brees have? He's got the same as Rodgers, and he's got all the records. <laughs> Rodgers ain't breaking those records. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, your boy, and we need to highlight and continue to gratify every generation of football, Roger Staubach. There's 10 <laughs> quarterbacks better 
then Aaron, don't I'll give touch you my Fauci Rogers. I'll give you eight of those. Eight of those names are totally fine. If you want to rank them ahead, I'm totally fine. Uh, you not like just get out of here. Stop it. What two guys would you take off that list? Stop it. What two guys? Johnny, you like yeah. just get no. You're being I racist. can't do it. Uh, all the I think every quarterback you name there was white, um, which is technically racist of you. Why don't you have a black quarterback in your top? Well, Lamar 10? is on my outside looking in, <laughs> and Mahomes U. is not a hundred percent white. Johnny U is not a, like just Mahomes smokes that Joe Burrow, and there's not a you can there's nobody on this planet. Yeah, that if you had to choose a quarterback, nobody on the planet, nobody on the planet. <laughs> well, now you're wrong. Not a single person. <laughs> That would take Drew Brees over Aaron Rodgers. If you're starting really? a franchise, there is not a single person wow. that would do that. I'll put that as a poll question. I like, don't even think Nolan's fans would take Drew, <laughs> Drew Brees <laughs> over Aaron Rodgers. You would take Aaron Rodgers over Drew Brees? Yes. yes. Easy. A That's million easy times. Time of a million their careers? Times? Yes. yes. Drew Brees ain't melting down How many in the MVPs did Drew? Well, yes, he literally did. The whole back <laughs> half of his career. Aaron Rodgers is They amazing. won a Super Bowl around the same time, and neither of them did anything afterwards. And wow. Drew Brees needed Sean Payton to bring the best out of him. He needed every weapon. Excuse me. How's Sean Payton doing right now? How's Matt LaFleur? Four look right now as a head coach. Yeah, well, they weren't good last year. All right, what are we doing? This is stupid. I tell you that much right now. Would you shut up they over there. Had Breeze would have had two, two if they didn't throw that stupid, or they would have thrown the flag on the pass interference against the Rams. <laughs> Breeze would have two. You'd have no argument. No argument. All right, this is enough of that crap. Okay. Uh, I asked yesterday: Does the way Aiden Giles play in his series that he's getting does it make you consider at all? Should he get more time? And I'm watching Jonathan Smith's press conference yesterday, and I was like, somebody asked him that question. And I thought he had a really interesting answer, and he did not shut the door on it. Here's Jonathan Smith on his two quarterbacks. I know that uh, you know DJ's doing his thing. John Warren. Aiden seems to I know do this very guy. well hey, when he's John. in there. Do you I do too. ever give a thought for more than just one series? We do, um, just because you're right. He has been so so successful i mean i think it's the last four weeks he's gone in the game got points on his his drive looking back at this specific one last against colorado you know dj just didn't get much up we go three and out on his first series and then we fumble i think it was on the second play of the series and so we wanted to get him back into the game and then he started playing really really well again aiden keeps pushing the envelope to really deserve more time i get it uh, we're really pleased with both both those guys right now. Yeah. So it's kind of answering while fence sitting at the same time, but acknowledging like, yeah, we we have thought about that. I think his his point on DJ is fair. Like three and out opening drive, that's tough. Drive two, you fumble on the second or third play. Like that's a rough start, and the fumble wasn't his fault. Uh, but then Aiden comes in and scores a touchdown, and your offense stalled out the rest of the half. I, I, I don't think anything's going to happen this weekend, although Stanford, I imagine, should be a blowout. We'll see. Maybe it's a, a sleeper game. But that'll give Aiden some time, maybe late in that one. But I look ahead in two weeks, man. You got a game on ABC, the offense looking clunky in the first half. Like you're scratching that itch a little bit right now. I think if you can if you can take care of business at home and not get stuck in a look ahead spot, Stanford's coming in feeling good about who they are. They're trying to play, you know, wreckers of seasons yeah. right now because they're not that good. If you take care of business against Stanford, you'll see a lot more of Aiden Childs in that game. And my take yesterday, I heard that uh, in his press conference after the show. I felt even better about it. If they are down like 21-7 at the UW game, yeah. and that offense is punting, 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 I just don't think they have the time. You just, sorry, DJ, we, we hate to put you in this position, but like we're doing the Clemson thing to you right now because we want to win this game. You don't apologize, man. It's on the quarterback for not playing better. Well, but here's the thing. What if they do the same thing against UW? I know we're getting ahead of the Stanford thing, and I'm not trying to do that, but like in the hypothetical world here of playtime, 
if they start out 0-2 on offense against the Huskies... And Childs comes in and scores a touchdown on his drive. I, I, yeah, I don't know what you're doing there. And that's always kind of been the thing lingering if their offense wasn't going to take off like they hoped it would. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't, especially on the road. So it's out there. It's a real thing. We'll just see if he's going to ever unleash it uh, more than what he has so far. I just thought it was interesting that he entertained the question. Like somebody asked him, and he's like, dude, like, yeah, we have definitely thought about that. And usually you get a coach that can kind of push back or try and cover stuff up or they don't want to tip their hand on anything. Like, you get that crap. Mm. I love Jonathan Smith for answering the question that way. And it's just something to keep an eye on. Like, this could be a get-right game. DJ looks awesome against Stanford, and Aiden gets in in garbage time, all that. And then Washington, you move the ball because Washington's defense isn't very good. Um, But it's just it's something that I have filed the way to just see where this goes in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see. I'm glad that he answered the question. I'm going to hold on to the landing audio. Let's try and get back on the clock here. We got Ryan Abraham coming up bottom of the hour. So we'll talk about Oregon and USC coming up in a bit. Can I, can I do something? Cause I, I think I know how the rest of the show structurally is. Yes. What if we play the clip with Abraham? Oh, okay. Because it's about recruiting, right? It is. It is about recruiting I'm, and how big of a weekend it is. Yeah, I'm kind of curious his thoughts on that okay. and where he all sits with, you know, uh, the Oregon-USC battle going to the Big Ten and whatnot. So, I, I I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah, we can do that with Abraham. So, he's coming up bottom of the hour. Let's get to the mail sack, though. A lot of good questions coming in. We'll answer them. Uh, you can chime in uh, or send them in on the YouTube chat or the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. The sack is next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Now responding to people about Rodgers and Drew Brees and Brett Favre stats. This is what our show has delved into today. No, it's what you have delved into today. Because <laughs> this is dumb. Me this is dumb. It's really dumb. And like, you're the one getting all mad and like they're in the break. He's on YouTube and he's just like, he's <laughs> ridiculous. Brett Favre in his career through 336 interceptions. I didn't put Brett Favre in my top three. Ten. I know you didn't. Listeners are saying that they would. Johnny, you. 
Uh, Drew Brees threw nearly 150 more interceptions in his career. I know that's the not the only stat that matters, but like just look at the numbers over the years, dude. They're not. They're just not close. But we're done arguing this. Um, let's get to the mail sack, okay? Before I blow a top. We're done because I'm done. I'm done. I'm moving on now. Uh, mail sack question. How much money would it take for you to star in a pharmaceutical commercial about a new STD medication? Oh, dude, I'd do it for 150 bucks. Yeah, I'm not quite that low, but it would not take as much as you think. <laughs> it's good branding for me. I totally. got something to highlight on the old IMDb, and it's a free 150 What am I? Hey, Sprague here for non-herpes. We have sold we've sold boner pills on our show before. Blue chew, yeah. yeah. Chew and do it. That. Chew it and do it. In fact, we got asked to improvise erection medicine, yeah. even though we're not dealing with that condition in our personal lives yet. <laughs> and then when we did that, we got told to stop doing it so uh, performatively. Yeah, we had to dial it back, which I thought was. Personally, I thought it was ridiculous because we were actually making it a conversation. Like, man, we're selling are weed you hawk- pills here. Yeah, are you hawking? <laughs> what do you want from us, man? Erection pills? Like, <laughs> hey, give me some of those low-key commercials here. I mean, I may or may not have tried them. I'm um, still scared to try those. Yeah, they're I, fun. I have what? Yeah, try them. It, it, it's. Did you guys never it's get like steroids and take a Viagra in your twenties? Ever? It's like steroids. No. You never did. I never had a problem with. I'm not talking. It's about not about a having problem. a problem. I'm talking it's about just, getting curious. Let's see like, how high my performance like? can go. Yeah. What? What is the? What is let's the experience? See, I'm Barry Bonds. Pills. I'm already a Hall of Famer, but can I hit 73 home runs? I mean, I don't think I'm a Hall of Famer, <laughs> but I, you know, well, I'm like a Volvo. I'm average. Like I'll get the job done. <laughs> That's. That's a hell of a mission statement. We're not, we're not the greatest. Look, we're safety, like a okay. We're gonna go the speed limit here, yeah. right? We're not, we're not winning any races, but we'll get you to point A to point B. When okay? I, when I got we'll my vasectomy, when I got snipped, my dad, who is twenty six years older than me, had no idea what actually the procedure involved, and so he had an idea of it versus asking me. I'm kind of in this ser- same territory with those pills. My idea of the pill is I chew it. I stand tall, and I stand tall for at least two hours, no matter if I'm done or not done, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if that's true. So I'm going off an assumption of what those pills do. It's like the commercial, oh, if you have one longer than four hours, consult (laughs) consult your doctor. Well, but am I right, though? Is it just keep you standing firm and straight, or does it it die down once... Once the big sh- once the big song is performed, I had a full body boner for two weeks. <laughs> I've been waiting to know if that drop will ever come in handy, and it did, and it um, did. Finally, I, did. I, I think I could say looking in an oven made me stand straight up for like three hours. <laughs> so let's just that's that's like any a, a lamp, a a couch. My point is, it doesn't matter. What do you do I'm between your cushions? I'm now envisioning American Pie. How was that apple pie, Schultzy? Huh? This was her stabbing cabin. What? Your all poor right. oven. Can we just? What right. do you do to that thing? We're My gonna... point is, it out of an object, and has, and it's just and what? Looking at anything. You're not in inanimate objects. <laughs> I don't look are... at the couch cushions. Like I bet it's tight between those two cushions. <laughs> your R2D2 doesn't turn you on. Your to- Toyota car. Are you calling it rev a... your engine? Oh yeah, plug it in. Schultz's watching Eagles football and then turning to his couch. You want a tush push? You guys, I accidentally just revealed I'm into AI and I've got an AI lover. So I apologize. I, yeah, one of those. All right. Uh, I'll that question. I'm a 39-year-old father of two shopping at Costco yesterday. <laughs> oh, man, I hope it wasn't the clackest one. Clackamous and, one. That and, one's terrible. Enamored with a nice quarter-zip fleece that is on sale. Oh, if I buy it. it, do 
I know that I will officially be one step closer to becoming my parents, but damn, it's a very sensible outer garment. If I buy it, should I just pick up a pair of Skechers and a 30-pack of socks to complete the ensemble? <laughs> yes, you should. Quarter zips are underrated, and if you find one that fits and is comfortable, you buy it 100% of the time. Quarter zips to dirt are dressing super professionally. Dude, that is me, like, fancy. That's fancy dirt. Fancy dirt's quarter zip. Yes. I think- as a guy who purchased an actual winter rain snow jacket at Costco two years ago and got absolutely annihilated at a family function for it, <laughs> lean into it. I'd buy the Kirkland sweater. I don't know what you're talking Dude, about. I want to buy a Kirkland t-shirt that just says Kirkland on it. They like, have those. I'm all in. I'm all in. You should do this. You should accept who you are. Your lot in life is you're washed. So unless you plan on cheating on the old misses and keeping the whole I'm young, not aging thing alive... You're a dad of two. You're damn basically 40 years old. Let's call it 39. Just call yourself 40. Yeah, roll it up. Lean into it. Embrace it. And you actually f- might find a lot of warmth and comfort. I'm with you on that, dude. Quarter zips are solid. Mail um, sack question. How hard did Jonathan Smith go at the tables after absolutely drudging Florida in the Vegas Bowl last year? Dude, he went hard. He went hard in the paint. Okay. Hit. Hit. He's hitting. <laughs> what, what is his drink of choice, you think? I could see him being a whiskey guy. Oh, really? I think so. Like a whiskey on the rocks, kind of mm. low-key. Doesn't have too many of them. Nice balance. Not just straight End of a beer. long day of practice. Like, give me a whiskey. I'm a little afraid he's a cranberry vodka guy. See, I don't think so. Yeah. I think he's got too much Corvallis in him. I bet you he's, he's just wearing a flannels. Like, I, I think he's playing the part. <laughs> no, I think he likes beer. <laughs> just beer? Just a beer. beer. We got so much good stuff oh, around now, Next here. time we have him on, I want to ask him that vodka question. Vodka Red Bull with Jonathan Smith would be an interesting oh, experience. Oh, yes, God. please. Uh, salute to you for giving C.J. Stroud his love yesterday. Would you rather have him or Herbert for the next 15 years? Oh, that's a hard, Come on, man. Like, what am, how am I supposed to truthfully answer that question? Stroud is awesome. Houston also has no expectation. And once you start winning, like, you become zeroed in on. Yes. I also don't want to hi- I, I don't want to overlook the fact, by the way, I watched C.J. Stroud a week prior against the Panthers he because I good. picked the Panthers. <laughs> they were awful in that game. Very bad. So it, it's a great start to Stroud. I mean zero disrespect here because I'm rooting for this guy. I'm tired of the narrative of, you know, no big school has a quarterback. Like, that's going to go away for every school at some point if he hasn't yet. I'm rooting for C.J. Stroud. I have a bigger sample size from Herbert. Yeah, ironically, Herbert in Oregon was that before he kind of popped. Like, Oregon was the same thing. When he came out of college, it was like, "Ah, I don't know, can you trust an Oregon quarterback in the NFL? Look at all the guys that have flopped. I would say it's hard to compare. I mean, Herbert, his rookie year, broke almost every passing record. Stroud's not going to break all those records. I mean, he had like 4,500 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 10 picks. That is an insanely good rookie season. I just, I, look, C.J. Stroud's an awesome story. Like, let's not go there yet. Herbert is one of the top seven quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. We can disagree about how much blame he deserves or whatever. Like, that's just a dumb argument to me. He's one of the top six. or There's not six or seven names that you would say right now that you would take over Justin Herbert. Struggles be damned. Um, and so, yeah, this is a no-brainer. Stroud might get there in two, three years. I think he's opened a lot of people's eyes, but you're not coming out after six or seven games and saying you would take him over Herbert at this early on in his career. Uh, let's get to a couple more quick ones here. Mailsack, you guys, I've been with you guys since the three of you started way back in the nighttime airwaves. Wow. When you first got together and you looked around the room, did you think, who did you think, uh, wait, where did, who did you think would end up making it this far together? I don't really like, understand that. I think they mean, I think that person did means, we think we would make it this far? As a show, yeah. do yeah. we get to this point? I, I mean, that's, now, I mean, hindsight's easy. In, in the moment, I wouldn't have said yes to that. I, I'd say we'd all three me, you, and Dan Forth would have been doing this show, but 
We were young. We had uh, not a lot we of guidance. And there were... <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of a ballad. There were, there, there were things that happened. We cannot talk about some of the things that have happened to us off the air within the company over the years. There was a massive thing that happened that ended up leading to just the dirt and spray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, like, in the moment, I would have thought, yes, but answer, I, I, I don't know, yeah. Dude, I was so vote. young when we started. Like, we've been doing this for, what, 10 years, 11? I don't even know how long we've been doing this now. It'll be track. 11 years uh, tomorrow. I was like my anniversary when we started hosting a show. I was like twenty three years old. Oh, I'm so jealous. Of <laughs> yeah, you I was twenty. Like I didn't think past yeah. Friday night when no. I was twenty three years old. So and I didn't even consider where this was going or what was going to happen or no. would it be a career. I just thought this is kind of cool. I'm out of college. I'm not making any money, but I get to work <laughs> at a radio station. Like that's all that I thought about. And you're like, look up, and you're like, dude, ten years later, we're still doing it. We haven't been fired yet, so that's kind of cool. Still not making a lot of money. Though. Still not yeah, the money part. Still not quite there. But hey, we're still here, baby. We're making waves. We're still standing, man. We're still. Standing. All right, there you go. Good sack today, boys. Uh, well done. Let's get to Ryan Abraham, uscfootball.com. What does he make of the game? Alex Grinch getting fired. The recruiting battles that are taking place. Ryan Abraham with a preview of Oregon and USC. That is next. First, your show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We'll see with Sports Center. Gonna take a freight train down at the station long. is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. The man answered his phone at 8.30 in Las Vegas. Kudos. Kudos to our guest today. That's I, not I, an easy thing to do. I, Dirt, I, I text him and he goes, uh, I go, 7.30? And he goes, I'm in Vegas. Yeah, no. And no. then I went, oh, 8.30? <laughs> or we could tape after 9? I didn't expect a response at all. And he finally was like, I can do 8.30. I'm like, okay. Well, it's a good thing we're always running late, too. So we gave him five bonus minutes. Ryan Abraham, <laughs> at Inside Troy on Twitter. Owner and publisher, uscfootball.com. Ryan, uh, thanks for answering the phone in Vegas. I probably would not have done the same, so I appreciate <laughs> it. I, what's the reaction this week? Grinch is finally fired. Is it a like hallelujah moment for USC fans? Of what took you so long? We're still pissing Lincoln Riley. Like, what's been the reaction down there in LA? Yeah, it was uh, not quite the level, or nowhere near. I guess you could say the level when when uh, Clay Helton was fired, and uh, USC fans were waiting for that for years and years. Uh, but it was, you know, similar. It wasn't as long, but it was, it was one of those things where the majority of the USC fan base didn't want Alex Grinch to come back for this football season after the Cotton Bowl and the way the season ended. So I think there was a lot of just, um, you know, with, with the fans, you know, there was a lot of disagreement. There were a lot of things. There wasn't a lot of that. Uh, there's not a lot of people that wanted uh, Alex Grinch to be running the USC defense. So I think there was definitely a sense of relief. There was, uh, but, you know, I think some people are also upset that they feel like the season could have been wasted. You know, you had, you had Caleb Williams, a generational um, quarterback, and at this point, 
you know, you, you had a defense that if you just played decent in a couple of games, you could be undefeated in the conference, and they're not right now. So I think a lot of it is joy. Uh, and, you know, it's very you know, similar, just done to the same level as like the Clay Hilton one from a couple of years ago. Yeah, Ryan, a lot of expectation, pick to win the conference, all of that comes into a, a account here. But I, I'm just curious, your perspective, you've been covering this program for a long time. What's the spectacle with Lincoln Riley amidst a – I, I don't want to call it a bad year. They've all, I mean, they only lost, what, three times. It's not like their season's completely shot here, and I know he said that yesterday, but what's it just been like to be around this program amidst this season where Caleb's balling out, but their defense is so bad, and Lincoln had that, you know, that little uh, back and forth with that media member a couple weeks back. What's the season been like from your perspective covering USC? Yeah, you, you mentioned that. I mean, Lincoln Riley's kind of acted like an embattled head coach more than someone that's, uh, you know, returning home from, uh, you know, victory or whatever. It was, it's interesting. I think if this year happened last year and then they won 11 games in year two, fans would be a little bit more, uh, you know, they would, they would tolerate more, but they've kind of, to be honest, they've kind of turned on him uh, fairly quickly, which is a little surprising to me. I mean, you hire a guy that has a resume like his, um, they're picking him apart. Like, you know, like he's not, and I, I've, gone back and forth on you know fans on the message boards and i mean they're comparing him to like clay helton and i'm like <laughs> he's won three heisman trophies what you know and he's only been a head coach for like seven years you know it's not it, it's kind of crazy uh where the way it's been but i think the fans just have a you know a certain level of expectations and this was a call that all of them were making at the end of last year they wanted a different defensive coordinator so i think they're sort of um you know pinning this on him a lot. And, and I get it. Like, I think his reasons for keeping Alex Grinch last year were, I got it. It made sense to me, hmm. but it was wrong. You know, this was, this defense hasn't got better. It's, you know, way more talented than it was last year and it's worse. So I, I, I thought the fans would give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit more, but they've been really, um, I, to be fair, I think they've been really tough uh, on Lincoln Riley, and uh, it's been a little surprising to me, I guess you could say. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's just kind of modern college football, right? Like, you see some coaches come in and have these immediate impacts, which is funny. USC had it last year. I mean, they were in the Pac-12 title game, and if Caleb stays healthy, they probably win that game against Utah, and he won the Heisman Trophy, uh, but it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of thing. I'm curious on the recruiting angle, too, to ask you about, Ryan. So we, I'm, I'm hoping you can hear this. It's like 20 seconds long, but Dan Lanning was asked yesterday at his press conference just about what this game means this weekend for recruiting, so I wanted to play this and just get your reaction to it. Yeah, I think every game around here matters, right? And I'm, I think certainly this one, especially the amount of time we spend um, recruiting in California, I think, um, you know, the battles that exist, you know, just in every sport, you know, between our universities, this is one that obviously means a lot to a lot of people, but I can promise you nobody wants to win this game more than uh, myself and our players. You know, they're working really hard uh, for a great result on Saturday, and obviously it's a really good team that we have to go play. Well, I just, I'm curious to get your thoughts, Ryan, on, you know, defensive recruits. Oregon has kind of made that their their forte in this 2024 class and now USC is going through the firing of Alex Grinch is what what's been your read on these recruiting battles because they do seem to be the two powers on the west coast that will always be going head-to-head yeah I think these head-to-head battles uh matter I think recruits you know you see we've seen recruits at games and I don't even know if they know what's going on half the time you know they're just there and it's fine but you know it does matter and I feel like I mean I'll remember uh, like Mario Cristobal in the the USC, you know, the tunnel in the Coliseum, I believe back it was like the 2020, you know, season, and you know, talking to recruits on the phone, like coming out out of the tunnel, 
Um, I mean, it, this is a game that definitely matters because when you're talking about a five-star recruit on the West Coast, there's usually two schools that are down to the end, and it's, it's Oregon and USC. So I think um, if, if there's a game, you know, we've seen Oregon just pull out all the stops in multiple games this season. You know, the the Dion hype train mm-hmm. comes to, you know, Corral. I mean, Corral, I'm sorry, uh, you know, comes to uh, Eugene, and it's it was just like you're just blowout city. You know, I think there was a lot of focus. And I feel like this is a game where Dan Lanning's going to have a lot of focus because if you can soundly put that, you know, beat USC, that's probably someone that you're, you know, they're, you're down to the wire uh, with a recruit for. So, yeah, I think it matters a lot um, just because of the nature of the way recruiting goes on the West Coast with these two schools. So it's, you know, I, I think Lane Kiffin, you know, we, when he was at USC valued it. I think all the coaches, whenever there was a chance to, you know, for Oregon to beat USC or USC to beat Oregon, it mattered. So, yeah, I definitely think what he's saying is right. I think it still does a lot. Right. I, I maybe you look at the personnel and you say, "Well, I've seen the personnel all year. I don't, I don't know what you do. What, what do you think they're going to schematically change or alter uh, after firing Grinch and letting him go? I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty nasty offense to try to slow down and stop right now. And what's going on in Eugene? What, what is a different USC defense look to you? Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a great point because, you know, one week Cal, which is a pretty good offense, scores 49, and then a really good offense in Washington scores 52, you know, so it's like sort of back-to-back. Um, and you, you watch USC defend Cal, you're like, could they give up many more points? Uh, I guess it was three more when you look at Washington. I feel like there, there is whenever you get a change in leadership at any level for anything, uh, there's going to be low-hanging fruit. Like if you got a new – program director i'm not firing anybody up there or anything like you know maybe there was something that was going wrong in the in the studio and it's just like you know what the new program director comes in and just fixes that you know everyone's like that's great we've been wanting that for a while i mean for like usc defense like they can't even get lined up there you know if uh, uh, offense shifts everyone's looking at their wristband they're looking at the sidelines they look confused i feel like if you just have simpler play calls and where guys are just going to like line up and be in where they're supposed to be and if, uh, you know, you see some motion on the other side, it doesn't change anything. Something like that, I think you could get everyone in a better alignment, get everything going, and you're, you're kind of fixing this problem that's been really through the whole season. Uh, USC fans are pointing out from just the TV broadcast, like, what are they doing every time something happens on the offensive side? The defense looks like they don't know what's going on. So I think they can fix some stuff. You know, so you're not going to change your whole defensive philosophy, but they can fix a few things, and maybe that gets you in a better alignment and, and you can, you know, play a little bit better defense. But I think the bar is going to be, like, can you just not give up touchdowns at the rate that they were? Because it's just – it was a very high rate. They only had two stops, uh, you know, against Washington out of ten drives. There was seven touchdowns and one field goal. you got to get a couple of those out of the way. So I think there's a chance that they can get a few more stops in the offense they have. Um, you know, you can score a bunch of points, but it's, it's kind of just, you know, set the bar a little lower, but just not to the point where they're, you know, you're giving up career days to almost everyone you play. So in that aspect, Oregon's offense is really good. You just got to make them not as good as Cal looks, you know, so which is, you know, talent wise, it's, it's not equitable, but 
the results wise, you should be able to do that at the college level. Yeah, you mentioned the coaching bump you could get. Like, look at Pierce in the Raiders right now. He's the he's the answer. Everybody wanted McDaniel's out of there. I mean, like, just Saturday last just year, Saturday, first you get game, that rah rah yeah. moment. The coach when you, bump. Yeah, you fire a coach. You mentioned you think Oregon's going to have you know the full attention span this weekend. I think the spreads fluctuated seventeen fourteen. Now it's somewhere back around sixteen. Or he's in you, Vegas. He'd know. You're in <laughs> Vegas. Are you are you seeing a tight one? Are you seeing a shootout similar to last week where it's like man two plays away from winning? Or are you seeing this being a t- you know just the the way they're playing defense having a hard time covering that number? So I was very uh, – last year I was good at picking USC against the spread, and uh, this year I was not – I think I started off like 1-6. and 3-0 in the last three weeks just by picking against USC. The, the, I mean, the Trojans haven't covered since September. So, uh, yeah, whatever the spread – I don't care what it is. Like, I'm going to say Oregon's going to cover this. US, like, week after week we've just seen, like, is USC going to finally play to that potential? And, and Lincoln Riley's talking about – our good is good enough to beat anybody. And I agree with them. They just haven't brought out the good in almost any game. And when you're not bringing it out against like Arizona state or Colorado, it's harder to bring it out against like Notre Dame or Washington or Utah. And in this case, uh, Oregon. So we, we've seen Oregon just blitzkrieg people uh, in Eugene. So this, to me, uh, you know, going in fully expecting that this is going to be one of those lopsided games, but knowing that USC has the talent to potentially turn things around. I'm just not in the business of picking which week it's going to be because it's. I, I was doing that for a while. And it just wasn't working. So, um, yeah, it, it, to me, I think this is, you know, there's optimism there from USC. Like, they're like, hey, if we win the last two games, we're still alive. But you could have beat Utah at home. You could have beat Washington at home for sure. The one you can't circle is, oh, we're going to try to beat Oregon on the road. That was the one from the beginning of the season. If you're playing well, you didn't think it was going to work. They're not playing well, so it's it's hard for me to picture it working for them. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, a long time uh, quote I always heard from Ray Allen: "Shooters shoot. That's how you get out of a cold slump. So you got to be <laughs> picking games against the spread to get out of it." Uh, my our final questions for you: You're in Vegas. We were talking about Jonathan Smith. He he compared his two point conversion attempt to hitting 11 at blackjack and he pointed at the media member goes you've been at that table you know and (laughs) that kind of led us down a conversation that was not about two-point conversions what's the largest number you've hit on and what's the number you get dealt at blackjack that makes you very uncomfortable to hit on but you have to do it because the number isn't quite high enough yeah you know i'm pretty by the book just uh you know my before i was the uh you know sports journalism i was an engineer so i have an engineering degree um I'm going by the book. So like, I'm not hitting on 17. Mm. Uh, there was, I was playing last night and the dealer asked me, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to hit. And of course the four was the next number. I said, but no, I'm shooter. Uh, you know, shoot I'm, Ryan. I know I should have, like, it was you know, pretty roller coastery, but you know, I, I try to like maximize your odds when it's 11 or 10, uh, soft 17, you know, soft, whatever with an ace against the bus card, try to double all those, um, and just kind of go with it. But I do get a little frustrated if you see someone like, you know, I, I, you know, they're hitting. Uh, they have a 15, and they're hitting against the dealer six. They're like, what are you doing? It's like, yeah. So I'm, I'm more of a math guy. So I'm kind of looking at it that way. Yeah, and I'm the idiot next to you hitting on 15. Hit it, whatever, hit it. Come on, 15. Fourth down, go number. for it. Go for two. <laughs> yeah. Who punts? Come on, let's go. Right Fourth and eight, we gotta go for it. <laughs> Inside Troy on Twitter. Go give him a follow. He's the owner and publisher of USCFootball.com, and kind enough to answer the phone early in Vegas. We always enjoy the time, man. Have a great time. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna be in Eugene or not, but appreciate the insight on what's going on with USC, and hopefully we can catch up again soon. Sounds 
talented. Yeah, I'll be up there this weekend. So it should be, uh, should be fun. That's always a great environment. It'll be fun to see. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, uh, Ryan Abraham. Great stuff from him live from Las Vegas. Ryan, I know we got to go. Ryan is one of the more level-headed uh, beat writers we have, I think, in the conference. Like, USC's down, same tone. USC's up, same tone. He he. I'm wondering if he's even a little tired of what's happening right now. Just because, like... It, it's got to be kind of exhausting. He mentions the fan base and what they're saying about Lincoln Riley. And then Lincoln Riley himself, it's kind of yeah. like, eh, stay away from my program, don't cover. And it's like, dude, come on, really? And yeah. I don't know. It just seems like an exhausting season to cover USC. Yeah, it's just I, there's something that we can probably linger on that as the week goes on. I got a couple of thoughts that I want to add to that, and we'll get you set for the day in sports. Went a little long there with Ryan Abraham. We'll wrap it up next on The Fam. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Well, we don't have a lot of time here, boys. Thanks again to Ryan Abraham for hopping on. I do want to get to a little bit of that USC angle tomorrow. Like, this is a massive recruiting game. It's only Tuesday. We got a lot to get to. Exactly. And the Lincoln Riley reaction, like, it's one, I don't want to fence it too much on it, but I see both sides of the argument. Like, I see Lincoln Riley of, like, dude, it's like, I've been here for a year and a half. And what did you expect me to win a national title in a year and a half? But I also see the USC fan side of it, like, when they hired Lincoln Riley, they they were high on their own supply. And it was a like I remember people thinking like Oregon's never gonna win a recruiting battle on the West Coast. Lincoln Riley's gonna run circles around everybody. Mm-hmm. Oregon was going through a coaching change at the mm-hmm. time. Like it looked like they're gonna dominate West Coast football. And it has not turned out that way. And so I get USC fan of saying, like, dude, are we Come on, man. Like, we got to go to the Big Ten now, and we're struggling to win games in the Pac-12. It's only going to get harder going forward. I think the hardest thing for them, like, the recruiting stuff will figure itself out. And if you hit the portal right, like, okay, we were 10th, you were 7th. Yeah. He he just needs to really show what you've highlighted with him, and that is we know you know offense. We know you know quarterback. I'm terrified of Caleb Williams this weekend. Can, can you just care and go <laughs> hire the right defensive coordinator? I think there's a real interesting thing brewing in at USC. They've been chasing the Pete Carroll thing for years. What side of the ball does Pete Carroll defensive? And they keep they keep high Lane Kiffin, yeah. Clay Helton, and look, Lincoln is better than Clay Helton, of course. But the offense flashy thing isn't working for you. You you did have flash with Carroll. They also had stud defensive players in that era that nobody talks about because Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart were there. They won Heisman's and they got all the attention. So I, I, I'm not saying change your head coach. I'm just simply saying you got to care about physical style of football and a, defense yeah. matters. It's a culture and an identity, man. We'll have more on that as the week goes on. If you miss any of the show today, go check the Service Patriots podcast. We started talking about poop spoons and then ended up in an all-time quarterback debate by the end of the show. Poo spoons. Poo spoons. My apologies. Poo spoons. And uh, go vote on our poll questions at Dirt and Spray. Got 1080 the TennyDefan.com. Great uh, job today, Schultze. And, uh, love you guys. Love being in with you all. You can catch the show for the rest of the day on YouTube as well, so go catch it there. Thanks so much for being a part of our Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. Listen to 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 